Let's grab Gary Portelli to talk about NCAP. You could be forgiven for going the early crow if you back the horse on the weekend. Thought Dylan Gibbons, Dylan Gibbons handled him well and he, uh, in the one-out, one-back spot. But Militarise, as we know, great ride Jay Marrera from back, was able to get him in the last bound or so. But he's got this terrific record, this horse. Prior, he won the Ming Dynasty. Prior, he ran third in the up-and-coming. And prior to that, he ran second in a maiden. So that just goes to show the progressive leaps this horse has taken. Now, he's by Capitalist from um, NQR. And uh, Gary Portelli is joining us. Good morning. Good morning. How are you, Steve? Ooh, that mare rings a bell. Was she talented? Was she in Queensland, that mare? Um, I think she was, mate. I think she won four or five races. It was pretty handy, Philly, yeah. Yeah, Bruce McLaughlin rings bells with me. Uh, Not sure. Yeah. How much was he, this horse, cap at the sales? Um, Easter sale, 200000 he brought. All right. Were you responsible for picking, picking him? Yeah, I was, yeah. I loved him. He was by a, uh, a Golden Slipper winner out of a mare by a Golden Slipper winner, and we are trying to find another one. And, um, you know, um, he was a bit of a short-coupled horse. I thought he might get under the radar, which he did. Now, 200 sounds like a lot of money, but it's actually the, <laughs> it's, it's the starting bids usually at Easter, and usually the increments are by 200. So I thought buying him for 200 was a good buy. We sold him pretty quickly, and and um, the rest is history. He's turned into a pretty handy horse, but just didn't win the golden slipper. <laughs> yeah, did you, <laughs> did you go the early crow yourself on the weekend? Did you think he was going to win it? No, I thought he was going to get run out and run down because he, he was exposed pretty early at Rose Hill, got three deep, come in the corner. I thought, oh, he's been up on top of a pretty good, good tempo. We just will test him. And I knew there was some fairly good horses following. Cylinder was coming off our back. And I thought Cylinder was going to pounce. But then with 100 to go, I'm thinking, hang on, no one's got him yet. We might be half a chance. 50 to go, I'm thinking, we've, we've got this. And then on the line, I couldn't believe what I saw that colours just come from nowhere and knocked us over. So it was just... Um, a, Totally mixed emotions because obviously we were just hoping we'd be competitive at Group One level, and then to see him almost win it was, you know, um, I was quite thrilled. Yeah, it's a fifteen dollar chance. When was he gelded in cap, Gary? Very early, mate. He was hopeless as a colt. We we're actually quite concerned. I'd bought a dud. Um, he wasn't trying. He wasn't showing any track work. Absolutely hopeless. Gelded him, come back an athlete. Were you pressed onto the Caulfield Guineas with him? No, I don't think so. Um, at this stage, we're we're um, you get him through the run, but um, there's the, the, the uh, King Charles. So I think he'd be well weighted at weight parade there and just keep him to Sydney. It's his first real preparation, Steve. You know, he's, he's a maiden for starts back and was beaten in maidens. Yeah, all right. So that's a $5 million race coming up the old uh, George Main, was it? The King Charles. That's right, yeah. yeah. What are the three-year-olds? Have you been through their records in that race, Gary? The yeah, it's a pretty good record. There's been some very good horses win it. Um, and I think that from what I've seen of him, every time I raise the bar, he, he jumps it. I've gone from a maiden getting beaten a maiden to a group three. Probably should have won it his first time. Uh, he got held up for a run again. Um, that his, his next run was a he won. Next run he gets beaten ahead in a... In a group one, so he's, he just keep him, keeps improving, and I'd, I'd imagine that at the mile ridden just a bit quieter. We did ride him up on the speed at his last two starts to, to, to get the job done over a mile against some quality horses like Zaki, etc. Um, he could be back midfield and finish like he had been early, and with a light weight in his back, um, he'd be a great chance. Well, that's end cap. Good luck with him. Where do we sit jockey wise in that race? Um, I, no, Brett Preble. Brett Preble. He, yeah, what, of course, he um, circumstance was he outed on the week and couldn't ride him. That's right. Yeah, he was suspended on a midweek at Canterbury yep. and uh, and uh, cost him the ride in the uh, 
Golden Rose. This Philly Kamachi, she, she's done a good job, but frustrating by the same token. Third in the Silver Shadow, second in the Furious, and brave in the T-Rose last start behind Tiz Invincible after a pretty tough run. But was three wide, was she all the way there? Yeah, three wide, no cover up on outside the leaders um, and did a great job to hold on to second. Um, again, we're hoping to see the barrier draw, see her draw a softer gate this time over the mile and hopefully we can turn it, uh, the tables on Tiz Amazing. She's a very good filly though, but I think they're the two standout fillies in Sydney at the moment. Yeah, the flight stakes this weekend you're talking about. Right, yep. Yeah, OK. Um, they didn't go that hard in that race, though, did they? Sat up, did they back off a bit in the T-Rose? Yeah, look, I think that's probably why she was strong when she had to be. She was three deep off a fairly soft tempo. So um, when they're three deep on a fast tempo, they, 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 they find a hold to lie down in. And um, the fact that they didn't go quick meant that she was outside but just worked quite solidly. She was racing without cover and actually raced a bit fiercely. So it left her very exposed, though. Even though they were going steady, she was working really hard through the bridle. So often, often people probably don't understand that don't ride horses have never ridden before. But when a horse gets pulling, they don't actually breathe in the rhythm of their galloping action. So their oxygen can be limited to, to you know, 75 or 60% sometimes while they're galloping, pulling against the rider. They're getting tiny breaths down. So when you start to ask them to go, they start to... The, the run of oxygen and the acidosis starts to build up in their muscles and, and they cramp up in the straight and that's why you see a horse weak and it's not because they want, they're getting tired it's because their muscles are cramping and it's from often you know, not breathing properly during the run that's why you hear jockeys say have the horse in the rhythm breathing beautifully in a nice rhythm um, that's when the horses will finish off so for her to sit three deep without cover and pulling a little bit was a huge run. Yeah, well, that's Kamachi. Good luck at the mile, Gary. Uh, she's by Bray Smash. He can get a few you know, talented types, can't he? Um, oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah, he's a good stallion. And Kintai, look, this horse ran second in the up-and-coming beat home in cap, and then last start in the Ming Dynasty. What did you make of that? And what happens with Kintai? Uh, we drew 16 and had to be used from the gate. I didn't think he'd sit outside the leader, you know, put pressure on one of gaze, but we had to get across the field. And he was just a little bit found, well, he was found wanting. It was simple as that. Like they just went, they just he wouldn't sustain the gallop. Um, he's only beaten, uh, I think, a half a head uh, by Tom Kitten for, for or a head by, by Tom Kitten. He ran third, we ran fifth. So um, it was a huge run. And, and I think if, again, if he can draw soft in the mile race. Um, he's got a good turn of foot and he'll be very competitive this weekend as well. All right, so he goes around over a mile this week in Kintyre. Yep. Yeah, and Fireburn, her form doesn't look great on paper, but she's going well. Yeah, the, 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 she's exactly right. First up, she needed it. She only came off the back of a barrier trolley or 1,400. Was that ridden up on the speed? Forget that run. Second up was a good run. Her sectors were good. She ran 33.12 for the last 600 metres, and that's not too bad for a wet tracker. Um she was getting through the line nice, and Jason Collett was very happy with her. So she more than likely gave the Hill Stakes a couple of weeks' time to $2 million race over 1900 I see you did number against Amelia's Jewel at the Valley. Yeah, look, I, I, I looked at it. It's pretty dry down here in Melbourne, and um, I, I prefer the 1900 I think she's just not quite sharp enough to get around the Valley, in particular against a, a filly like Amelia's Jewel who'll be... You know, just following and coming with a run, no doubt. Um, but, you know, if you look at the prize money, the, 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 the stock stakes is worth 300000 all up. Um, to run third in the hill stakes, you get 300000 So, you know, uh, we're better off to stay at home with the prize money. Just... Gary, the Roses, she won in Brisbane, but you didn't proceed to the Oaks. What was the story there with Fireburn? Um, she had an issue uh, that the vet found, apparently, 
and uh, she was scratched from the the oaks as favourite. All right. That would have been a better pill to swallow at the time. Well, particularly when you see how the horse is going now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's basically potentially a, a catastrophic breakdown situation. The horse is racing as good as ever. So, mm. anyway, that's the one that got away. Thanks, Gary. Thank you. You still got the beard? Yeah, mate, looking good too. Lovely. Yeah, a lot of these train, the trainers are changing their appearance. Kieran Mar's got short hair and no beard. And now you've got a beard yeah. and, yeah, looking really stylish. So. Exactly. Well, I'm going better than him too, so <laughs> that's good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Gary Portelli, the principal reason for having a conversation is to chat about NCAP. And NQR did race to the McLaughlins uh, in Queensland. Um, NQR, I've got a feeling with Slade Bloodstock, Callers, and that, uh, that mother of this horse. Let me just pull up the form. I think it ended up having a few homes. But yeah, I think it was Jason McLaughlin uh, may have had a bit to do with NQR. Um, had five wins from 25 starts. Yeah, started its career in Queensland. Then Doug Roberts, who worked for Bruce for a long time, took over the horse for a win. And then it off... Yeah, actually, Doug Roberts had it for some period of time. Won quite a few races, including a Vaux Rogue in Brisbane. Uh, the Group 3, defeating Gundy Spirit, Missy Longstocking. That was back in December. Won the mode plate prior to that. So she was very good, wasn't she? Uh, that was a listed race. So she actually won four in a row at that particular point. So... For Doug Roberts um, after leaving Jason McLaughlin and then she ended up going to Matthew Allerton and, and Zara at the back end of her career and the best performance for those guys. Uh, she ran third in the anniversary Vars, a listed race behind Precious Gems. So I'm not quite sure how many mares, uh, how many progeny or foals she's had uh, NQR. Actually, uh, let's, uh, let's have a look at this on the run and see if there's been any others from that particular mare uh, that can gallop uh, for something. And always the way I put in the wrong spelling of this particular horse. Anyway, so here we go. So what else? Um, oh, hasn't had too many foals. Askew is one. Prime Broker is another. And Written Miss is another. So she's had about four foals. 